This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the H Changer Show. And we desire to elevate the vision of the church to see God's eternal purpose and to also see our identity in Christ through the framework of that eternal purpose. We desire to equip believers to live then with an eternal perspective as we pursue our upward call in Christ. And finally, we desire to empower believers to live supernatural God-sized lives with a maturing faith that is pressing for fullness as we walk out obedience before the Lord and with the Lord. Well, we are on the second teaching on a series that we're doing on the ongoing ministry and work of the Holy Spirit. And last time I told you to turn to Ephesians chapter four and we didn't get there because I was just laying kind of the foundation for the series that we're getting ready to go into. But without delay, if you have a device or your hard copy, Uh, and you're studying along with us, I want you to go over to Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at two passages of Scripture in this teaching. And we are trying to answer uh, the argument that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are no longer valid today. And no matter what category of gifts they are, whether you're talking about apostles and prophets or speaking in tongues and prophecy and miracles or gifts of healing because many times those are the specific ones that are targeted by cessationists to say these are sign gifts and these are no longer valid today. Well, we want to answer that argument with the scripture because we're people that believe in the inspiration of the word of God. We believe the word of God to be true. We believe that it informs our faith and our practice. And so the Bible doesn't teach me as I try to be a practitioner of my faith that I no longer have to believe and to uh, pursue and to desire spiritual gifts, even sign gifts in my life. Matter of fact, the Bible teaches the exact opposite. It tells me to pursue spiritual gifts. And there is no prohibition or expiration date on any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit or any gifts that have been categorized in certain passages of Scripture that describe gift ministries. So we want to look at Ephesians chapter 4. And if you will, look at verse 7 with me. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift or Christ's grace. Gift and grace are synonymous. It's the Greek word charis. And and so you can use the term gift and grace. They are synonyms. They're synonymous. And as we've defined what grace is in the teachings that we've given on the Age Changer Show, we've said there's two primary definitions. Uh, and one of them is, is first and foremost, and the other one is secondary, 
is that grace is the empowerment of God to God's people. Now, there are distinct empowerments. One of them is that there, the grace of God has been revealed to save us, to bring salvation. But also the grace of God has been revealed to enable and to empower us as believers so that we can be empowered to effectively uh, do the work of God and complete the great commission and the kingdom mandate. So Jesus said, you're going to receive power. Acts chapter one, verse eight, you're going to receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So we know that the Holy Spirit has been involved in bringing regeneration to us, bringing us to new life, doing, uh, helping us uh, bring about the reality of the new creation, a new creative work, a creative act that God did in us and through us in salvation. But he also enables and empowers us so that we can do effectively by the Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, do the work of ministry so that we can minister like Christ ministered. And so we see that the Bible says that the many-membered body has been distributed, the, the grace of Christ, the power of Christ, the enabling strength and power of Christ, it has been distributed according to how Christ wants it distributed through his many-membered body. So it says, but grace or power was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says. Now, what is the measure of Christ's gift? It is his fullness. There is no shortage of power that is available to the people of God. That's why I just finished that series, Contending for Fullness. We are forgiven. We have been given freedom in Christ, but we are contending for fullness. Everything that Jesus died to give us as an inheritance. And who is that inheritance? It is Christ himself. He is our inheritance. He is our reward. So the vastness of the unsearchable richness that is found in Christ is made available to us. And the one who mediates it out and distributes it to us is the Holy Spirit that has been given to us that aids in strengthening us in Christ, that we would have divine might multiplied in our inner man, Paul said in Ephesians 3. Now it says, therefore, verse 8, this grace or strength or power was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men or gifts to mankind. Now, the imagery here is of a conqueror that is returning back to his kingdom after accomplishing a mission of going in and conquering another land. And we know that in biblical times and even in the contemporary culture of Paul's time, the empire that had dominion or prevalence in Paul's day was the Roman Empire. 
And Rome was a empire that had conquered frontier territories and brought them under Roman uh, dominion and Roman influence. And it was well known that the, the, the Caesar or the Tribune or the Roman general that would lead Roman legions in these frontiers as they expanded the empire, they would bring back war, uh, you know, booty, riches, treasures. They would bring back the substance, the best of the best from these conquered lands. They would also bring back slaves and, and they would, you know, bring them through the Roman cities in some of their major uh, roadways and, and, and uh, thoroughfares. And they would have these victory parades and the legions would, would march through and the conqueror would come through. But there was always this procession that would, would show what type of a conquest had been made. Now, the Bible tells us that Jesus, when he ascended up, that he ascended victorious, that through the cross, through the resurrection, and in his ascension, he spoiled principalities and powers, Colossians said. Said that he triumphed over them. The battleground was the cross, but he triumphed over them and his resurrection was a demonstration of, of, of absolute victory. The battle was won at the cross. The resurrection was the demonstration of the victory that there was no weaponry that Satan possessed that could resist the power of God, the all-surpassing greatness of the power of God that was demonstrated in the resurrection. And so when he ascended up, he ascended up as conqueror over Satan, over sin, over death, over the grave, and over hell itself. So as he is ascending, the, Paul uses the imagery of a conqueror. And in Roman times, what they would do is they would have this, this treasure that they had taken from these conquered lands. And they would go through the Roman city, uh, the city of Rome and the Roman cities, and they would have these uh, wagon trains filled with plunder and loot, and they would throw it out to the crowd. You know, in many of our parades, whether it's a 4th of July parade, whether it's a Memorial Day parade, or whatever the parade is, we have a vestigial remnant of, of those times. And normally it's the distribution of some type of beads or some type of candy that we just throw out to the crowds as the floats go by. Well, in Roman days, it wasn't just candy or, or some trinkets that were given. It was actually the substance that the conqueror had had. And so there is this imagery that Paul paints to us of the victorious ascended conquering king returning back to his kingdom. And as he leaves, he divests himself of the wealth of the grace and the power of the spirit that is upon him. And we know that Jesus was an apostle. He was a prophet. He was an evangelist. He was a pastor and he was a teacher. And th this is what we call the five-fold ministry of Christ. Some people have coined it the 
ascension ministries of Christ. Now, not one individual today is an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. It says here that he has distributed his wealth as the conquering king that possesses all power, all authority, all glory, all grace. He is now divesting as he ascends up. He's now distributing and diversifying his wealth of his grace to his many, many, many membered body and that he gives these gifts to mankind. Now you say, well, what are the gifts that are given? And, and let's continue to read. It says he gave gifts to mankind. In saying he ascended, what does it mean that he first, he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth. Verse 10, who descended, who, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. So Paul said, hey, as he ascended victorious, let's not forget the battle that he won. He descended into the earth and engaged the powers of darkness, unseated them, destroyed them. For this purpose was the son of God manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. He, he removed Satan from his hierarchical position of authority over mankind. No longer, we're no longer slaves to Satan. We are now free to be alive unto God. We, the power of bondage, uh, the chain to the past age has been broken and now we're a part of a new creation. And now we have a new head uh, who is a good king, not a cruel ruler who oppresses. But now we serve the great king and God, Christ Jesus, uh, who is blessed forever, Paul said. And we just say, thank you, God, that we have such a king as Christ who now rules over us. Because He's not only a king, he's a king priest and he is moved by the feelings of our weakness. He understands our frailty and he has compassion for us. So he's not a hostile king. He's not a cruel king. He's not an oppressive king, but he is a good, kind and merciful king. And may he continue and he will continue to reign forever and forever. But as he diversified after his descending to engage in spiritual warfare against the powers of darkness that possessed dominion over the earth, he now has broken it and he's ascended up as the conquering king. But as he ascends far above all the heavens, he, verse 11, he gave the apostles, he gave the prophets, he gave the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. Now, this is a, in the categories of giftings as we're going to teach on them. We need to understand there's various realms of grace or gifting that is taught in the scripture. This is a very unique category because it reflects more of the ministry that Jesus had when he walked the earth. And as I said, 
He was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. That was the fullness of his ministry. He's now diversified that. But I want you to see the difference between being a gift and possessing a gift. If you're called to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, you don't just have a gift or you haven't just received a gift. You are the gift that has been given to mankind because there are some gifts that we can ask God for and we are to covet them, believe God for them, ask for them by faith appropriate, appropriate them, and they're available for every believer. But there are certain gifts that only some people have been uniquely made and created by God to be them. And so normally I say that the people that share in the fullness of Christ's ministry, the Ascension Gifts ministry, they just do not have a gift. They are a gift to the body of Christ. It says he gave gifts to mankind and he gave some, not all. He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, pastors, and teachers. So there are certain gifts that are available to everyone, but there are certain gifts that are restricted to some, to a few, and they don't possess a gift, they are the gift. When God spoke to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter one, he said, I've called you to be a prophet when you were in your mother's womb. If you possess a fivefold ministry calling, it is something that you were born with. You were born to be that. You were called to be that even when you were in your mother's womb. That's how God shaped you and formed you. Your personality, uh, uh, how God made you in, in the gifting and your personality, all that merges together to where you reflect the ministry of Christ in that certain way, whether it's apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, whether it's pastoral, or whether you have a teaching anointing on your life. Uh, you're, you're called to walk out the office of the teacher. Now, let's see how long these giftings are to be in existence. So my first point was that when we talk about the fivefold ministry, it's not for everybody, it's for some, and they are a gift, they don't just possess a gift. But the second thing it says is the purpose of the ministry of Christ, the fullness of the ministry of Christ, the ascension gifts are to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And here is the expiration date for God giving, not just pastors and teachers or evangelists, but it also says apostles and prophets. So many people would say, there are no apostles and prophets today. We just have evangelists, pastors, and teachers. No, here Ephesians chapter four, again, the word of God informs our faith and our practice, what we believe, and then what we're believing for. It says that he gave apostles and prophets to mankind to equip the church so the church could do the work of ministry. The church could be prepared, empowered, enabled to do the work of ministry. 
it says that apostolic gifts will continue to be sent and given to the church. Prophetic gifts will continue to be given and sent to the church, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. That's one condition. The second condition, and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. How do we measure whether we've reached full spiritual adult maturity? Here it is. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is unmistakable, the measuring stick of how long the Holy Spirit is going to distribute the ministry gifts of Christ to equip the church to prepare her for works of ministry so the church can mature and grow up. And also the standard of what maturity looks like of what God has as an expectation of what he believes his church can grow up into. It says the fullness of the maturity, the stature of Christ. Now, I want to just ask a clarifying question. Do we believe that the church has attained a unity of the faith? Have, are we walking in the fullness of the intimate knowledge of God through Christ and and does the church have a spiritual maturity and a stature that Jesus had? I think all of us would say, we've got a long way to go in regards to unity in the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, and the fullness of the stature of Christ. Therefore, it is imperative that we adjust our perspective and our mindset and we reject cessationism and we believe that God is still sending apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. The reason why the church has remained in a perpetual immaturity is we don't believe apostles and prophets exist today. Now, I've got to close, but when we pick this up in the next episode, we'll talk about why it's imperative that we receive apostles and prophets and evangelists, pastors, and teachers but because we, we have rejected that, that God is still releasing these graces of Christ to us in this hour in church history, how it has stunted the growth of the church and why it's important for us to receive them in the way God sends them to us. Well, I love you guys. I hope you've enjoyed this teaching. Please join us next time in the Age Changer Show. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.